Hi, this is M. Allen Cunningham. I'm an author, publisher, and teacher in Portland, Oregon, and you're in the Atelier. In the Atelier is a place for occasional thoughts on literature, writing, the life of the imagination. Come on in. I'm glad you're here. Today's installment, an atelier visit with filmmaker and Pixar screenwriter, Jason Headley. I could have put a towel or something over my head in the microphone to kind of deaden the sound, but I want you to hear what this space feels like, which is pretty empty. It's a pretty, it's a fairly empty space, and that's on purpose. Hi, this is Jason Headley. I'm here in my office right now. You can hear my voice bounce around the walls a little bit. There are very few things in here, and that's because I like it that way. I like to let the the thoughts and the story kind of be the the thing that distracts my brain uh, and not sort of be surrounded by a lot of memories um <clears throat> or things that f- fill my head and my heart with with other things the the rest of the house is a place for that this is a place to to be empty are white and the floors are a, um, a Douglas fir original flooring they, they kind of some of the boards are soft and there's places where you think uh, one of these days my foot's going to go through that the ceilings are high uh, they're, they're peaked the wall here goes up about 10 feet but behind me it goes up about 25 feet and there's a skylight that lets in a, a lot of nice light and that's really important for um, my general mood and it opens for when it gets too hot which is often I don't have a lot of things in here a few things I have a oh I have a desk I have a desk in this room Um, a little ladybug made out of a rock that my niece gave me years ago I have a marble from the marble factory in my hometown back in West Virginia there's a mug here that I keep my pens and pencils in and it's a Green Bay Packers mug and I've been a Packers fan forever and I have no idea where this mug came from. Someone gave it to me one Christmas or something and um, it's just been with me ever since. Next to that is an electric pencil sharpener that I got in college. I don't, I don't really like stuff generally. When I moved to San Francisco from West Virginia, I, I didn't have anything. Like I had whatever could fit in a car. And that was mostly, I was coming out here to do music at the time. And so I had a couple guitars and a stereo. And um, so I got an apartment. I got a job and I got an apartment. And I needed some things. I needed like forks and blankets and other basics. And so I started going around to a lot of yard sales. And yard sales in San Francisco can be pretty nice. Yard sales in West Virginia are a different animal. But I pulled up at this one yard sale and these people were just tired of it. And they just wanted to get rid of all their stuff. And they were like, just, just whatever you want, whatever you want for it, go. And I bought a microwave from them for like $20. And that was in 1996. 
And so that's been 25 years ago. And that was already an old microwave. And I still have that microwave and I heated up my lunch with it today. And my wife sometimes is like, should we get a different microwave? And I think that one just heated up my lunch. Why, why would I need a different microwave? And there's the part of this story that makes you realize like that makes me sound cheap, but I don't think that's true. The microwave slot has been filled by that microwave. One day that microwave will die. And and oddly enough, I'll have sad feelings about that because it's one of the longest relationships I've ever had. Um, That has no, um, there's no summation to that story. (laughs) It's just a sad story about an old man and his microwave, but it's a true story. And so there has to be some value in that. But I sort of like things um, purposeful, and um, if I buy it and it works, uh, I keep it. As this relates to work, as this relates to creativity, I think it's a matter of sort of looking for solutions and, and trying not to adorn things that are, are not working. That might be a reach to, to connect those two things. But... Mm, I think there's something to that where when I'm working on a story, I want the engine of the story to work. And then, and then, you know, we can start throwing confetti around. There was a thing when I worked on Onward, a little bit of a philosophy of cake, then icing, which, which is a nice way to think of it. You know, you want to get the, the structure of the thing, right? The, The core, the reason, the reason that I'm even working on a thing in the first place. And um, that makes that may sound very kind of architectural and um, like I'm working from a blueprint, but it doesn't it never works that way. You know, you zoom out and try to look at the big picture and then you get down in the rhubarb and start hearing the voices of these people. And um, it's this constant uh, struggle between perspective and intention. And that's the, that's the game, and that's what makes it interesting. The space of emptiness, uh, as it relates to my workspace, uh, like I said, it's purposeful because I, I, I just want to be open to, to what's here. I'm often trying to work from a place of coming at a thought or, or a notion from a weird angle. So I, I guess I just try to um, keep it clean, man. See what I can find. In some ways, this dedication to what's essential and a sort of uncluttered way of approaching art served me well when I decided that I was tired of not making films. I was writing scripts and I just wanted to make something and I knew that no one was going to let me quote-unquote, let me make something. And so I needed to engineer a story that was simple, at least from an executional standpoint. So I wrote this this script called A Bad Idea Gone Wrong, and I just tried to apply my craft to making it a thing with as few moving parts as possible. So it was a story about 
a couple of guys who um, break into a house and end up getting stuck inside the house and they have to escape. They have to break out of the house they just broke into and they discover uh, someone there they didn't expect to be there. And it becomes this story about three people who are stuck in their own lives who end up stuck in this house together. And it, it seemed simple and it um, like most simple things, like the uh, saying, uh, I, I wish I could have written this letter shorter. I just didn't have the time or something like that. Um, it, it was tricky to pull together. But that part, the, the tricky part of writing it and getting the, the, the story in order was tricky on my time, which is essentially free. Um, and the expensive parts of making a movie then were a lot cheaper. And so we made this movie and it, it got into South by Southwest and it won an award, a special jury prize. So it was a pretty exciting execution of, of doing things with a certain measure of simplicity. The way that I structure my working days is um, hot buttered chaos. That's how I do it. <laughs> Um, no, that's an overestimation of the, of the chaotic nature, but, um, what I am inherently is a night person. I'm recording this right now at 9 PM because it's the best time of day for me to do anything, but working at Pixar for, uh, going on four years now, they start early and I got to go across the Bay bridge in non pandemic times and be there at a decent hour. And so it's been interesting. I have learned to make better use of my day and not let it bleed into my evening as much because the sense of guilt about writing and what I need to get done is just, just dancing with that all day is a horrible way to live. So I do get more done during the day now, whereas I used to only write at night in my defense, I had a job. So it was the only time I could really write. But now I try to write more in the afternoon. I've given up on the morning. The morning is only a time for me to um, attempt to wake up, to um, you know maybe answer some emails, see what's going on in the world, and really post-lunch I can get going. Also, it's a good time to sort of think and, and think kind of on a big bigger picture thing. It's not a great time for me to try to have pages open and really work. I do, in my time with Pixar, I really began to appreciate working on cards, kind of beating out the story on cards. And during the pandemic, we had to find a way to do that while not being in the same room, you know, uh, with um, the director and I in the same room. So we had to do that virtually. And I started working with this product called Mural that I really like a lot. And um, I prefer it to cards because they're just digital cards and you can move things around much more quickly. You can change the colors of cards uh, to say that's not working or this is something that needs to be fixed or I like that a lot. Can I find other places for that sort of thing throughout the story? So when I'm working in here, it's often just I have sort of a extra wide monitor. So it's a good place to kind of have some notes over here and my, my writing document up and some, uh, you know, looking at the cards and things like that. And then you just go in there and roll up your sleeves and hope for the best. I was talking with a friend one time about the incredible power of procrastination that that I succumb to and just kicking my own ass all the time about why I'm not even um, doing the work. And we, we were both sharing in this and I said, with no, with no um, joking whatsoever, I said, 
If I can just get the document open, th then we're in pretty good shape. Because <laughs> if I can just get the document open, then I'll start reading it and then start tinkering with something I wrote yesterday that I have a better take on today. And then, next thing you know, that kind of awkward transition from not wanting to write or being afraid to write, being uh, afraid that you're going to mess something up, next thing you know, you're just sort of doing it. And like most things, just the doing of it is a lot uh, more of a free-flowing space than the thinking about doing it, which is often terrifying. And just the lowest stakes kind of terrifying, though. Like... It, you know, you're writing. No one's gonna... I'm not scrubbing in for surgery. What am I so afraid of? Um, failure. That's the answer. That's what I'm so afraid of. It's failure. Not not a flat line type of having to go tell a family we, we didn't make it through the surgery failure. Uh, much more existential, personal, selfish, bordering on narcissistic. Working on it, though. Trying to get healthy about it, but still. Failure stings. Uh, okay, so welcome to my echoey space. It's a nice place to sing. I'll, I'll give you that. I, I have a guitar over there on the wall. That's one of the things that's in the space. Is a, I have a guitar that, shocker, I've owned forever. And every now and then I'll pull that down and I will play. I'll either try to learn a song by somebody else that I hear. And the best ones are the ones where they, uh, mostly what will make me want to play a song is that feels like it's going to be fun to sing. Because... I was in a band for a long time, and one of the things I miss most about that is just singing, just using, just feeling air come through your body in a specific way and make joyous noise. So I still try to do that, although it's just different. Even though it's just my wife and I in the house, I'm always a little embarrassed if I don't think she can hear me singing, even though she likes it. So that's something I got to work on. But um, singing uh, is, is playing guitar is also another, it's like taking a walk. It just kind of gets in there and swirls around different parts of my brain and kind of lets me come at things fresh. So, so now I'm going to sing a song for you. I'm not doing that. I promise you I'm not doing that. All right, that's it. You let me know, Mark, if you need something else. This is just... <laughs> I feel like I just uh, threw a um, like the pile of um, pork parts at you and asked you to build a pig out of it. I just wanted to uh, give her a swing. All right. Jason Headley. He's the writer and director of the feature film A Bad Idea Gone Wrong, which won Special Jury Prize at the South by Southwest Film Festival and which you can view online. Uh, he's also the co-writer of Pixar's 2020 film Onward. His short film work has been featured by NBC's Today Show, 
Sundance TV, and the TED Conference. He created the viral short film It's Not About the Nail, in which he also acted, and also created the viral short film F That, An Honest Meditation, and the accompanying F That book and F That app. But these are only a few of his projects. You can find out more about them and many others at jasonheadley.com. In the Atelier is produced by Atelier 26 Books. For more information, visit atelier26books.com. Thanks for listening. So long for now.